1: HollywoodTakeover.com slash Jesse. Oh, it is the Jesse Kelly Show. Another hour of the Jesse Kelly Show on an ass Dr. Jesse Friday. And if I sound a little bit extra excited, it's because... There are a couple history questions coming up here, and I I need to be clear for new listeners. I realize there are a bunch. Um, I love history. I'm a gigantic history dork. Uh, I hate to make myself sound like an 80-year-old man, but when I am not doing this, or maybe the wife's watching a show or hanging with the... Uh, the, the, the school or something, or the kids are off with their friends. Do you know what I do for fun? Do you know what I do for fun? I read history books. I know, Chris, I know. And I watch history documentaries. It's so bad. Now, shut up, Chris. I'm not a nerd. You're a nerd. I watch so many documentaries. My entire family makes fun of me for it. As punishment when my sons have messed up something small... I will actually make them sit with me for an hour and watch a history documentary, and they're just in physical agony, but I make them do it anyway. I love history. It tells me about human nature. I learn about what's coming by studying what was, what was done in the past. I geek out on it. Is this in general a political show? Sure. I mean, we all have to acknowledge. You know, freedom is not free. It's true, Chris. It's not free, but I love history. And it's an Ask Dr. Jesse Friday, and it's been a heavy freaking week, and we've had to deal with all the shootings and ugliness and dead kids and horrible stuff. And you know what? I'm gonna geek out on history, and I might talk about history for an hour. I'm, I have two different wars I have to address. Just buckle up, all right? The question, first of all, was about Ulysses S. Grant. Before I get to that, I, like I said before this, in my business, you're never supposed to talk about race or religion, so we talk about both all the time on the show. And you're never supposed to talk about the Civil War because people get offended. Everyone. And who gets offended when you talk about the Civil War? Everybody. Every single person. Especially if it's a national show like this one. I mean, we're on in New York. We're on in Miami. We're on in Houston. We're on in L.A. We're on in Seattle. We're on in Boston. You see what I mean? When you're all over the place like that, different regions have different sensibilities. And so I'm never supposed to talk about it. Up yours. I talk about it all the time. I love it. Why, are you nev- Why do people get offended? Because we have a dreadful education system in this country that tries to dumb down complicated things. I don't care where you're from. I don't care if you've got a Confederate flag on the wall and you're whistling Dixie as we speak. No, <laughs> not like that. I don't care if you're a diehard Unionist. I don't care. If you have simplified the Civil War into North Good, South Bad, that's, that's about 90% of the country. Or in some parts of the Deep South, if you've simplified it to North Bad, South Good, you've cheated yourself. Or I should say you've been cheated. The Civil War is an incredibly complicated affair with angels and demons on both sides. And oftentimes, men who were both. Men who were both. You want to know one of the finest generals, if not possibly the greatest tactical commander in the entire Civil War, was a horrific racist named Nathan Bedford Forrest. And I think he founded the Ku Klux Klan. Now, this is a bad human being. All right. This is a bad human being. He was an outstanding cavalry commander, so much so that Sherman himself despised him and did everything he could to find him and kill him he would name him by name he's like find that freaking nathan bedford forest guy so you so how do you deal with that right well in this world today i mean bedford Forrest is a horrible racist like i said i think he started the kkk you're supposed to say dope demon never talk about him again why can't i talk about him he was an outstanding tactical commander just because he happened to be a jerk Uh, and hated people for the color of their skin i can still admire his ability to command troops in combat and make life miserable for his opponents vice versa in the north you brought up ulysses s grant what are my thoughts on grant one brief side note i'm almost positive i'm related to him i've never verified that no no seriously chris been told my whole life it's a known fact in our family we have some relation to ulysses s grant what no, I swear this is real. And this wasn't ever presented to me as a wives tale. I guess we have some relation to him. I mean, we didn't hang out. I don't know the guy, but suppose. anyway, Ulysses S. Grant, you said you've heard he's a savior and heard he's a butcher. What general isn't a butcher? Butchery is the job. Now, I understand when they call someone like Grant a butcher, they might not even talking about him butchering Southern troops. They may be talking about him making horrible strategic decisions that got his own troops killed. And again, I'll say to you, that's part of the job. In combat, people die, they get mangled. I'm not defending poor generals. You know, I'm the last one in the world to suck up to a, a crappy officer, but that's part of the job. What are my thoughts on Grant? Honestly. My thoughts on Grant are very similar to my thoughts on Sherman. My thoughts on Robert E. Lee. My thoughts on Stonewall Jackson. Total stud, by the way. My thoughts on so many of these guys, whether they be north, south, it doesn't matter. They were men who did what they thought was right at the time. Many were incompetent. Many were very competent. Many uh, got a lot of men killed by their insanity, sometimes you got men killed by your bravery. You know General Custer? Do you know Custer? Everyone knows Custer from Little Bighorn, Custer's last stand. You know, the guy that charged into a way too many Indians and got his butt kicked and all his men killed? You know, Custer was an absurdly brave human being, right? And a war hero in the Civil War, and he would mount up and just charge into people. Custer was over the top brave. Again, you know Custer for his final blunder. Custer was a war hero. Total war hero. Bit of a showboat. But total war hero, the Civil War, I'm going to stop this now because I actually have a bunch of other politics and I want to get into my main history question. This one wasn't it. The Civil War is an incredible, complicated affair. Yes, there were absolutely abolitionists in the North who wanted to end slavery. In fact, most of the founders wanted to end slavery, but they couldn't bring the Southern colonies into the new union by ending slavery. That's the truth. That's the truth. Even Thomas Jefferson, how wild is this, who owned slaves, thought slavery sucked and thought it would end. So, so there's no question about that. There were plenty of abolitionists in the North, but there were plenty of people in the North who hated black people. Plenty of people in the North who were horrible racists. Uh, Lincoln himself was an abolitionist. Lincoln wanted the black people deported to Liberia after they were freed. I'm not ripping on Lincoln. I'm just telling you it's a more complicated affair than you think. And in the South, were there awful plantation owners? You bet there were. That kind of cattle slavery we put those people through, awful, absolutely awful. I'm not going to say the worst in history, but, I mean, it's it's up there. It is certainly up there with the torture. and, the, and the, it, just, it was really, really, really ugly stuff. We don't have to shy away from that. How many of those guys wearing a rebel uniform in the South owned slaves? Pretty much zero. I mean, the number's not zero, but it's pretty much zero. In the South, remember, this is a big states' rights time. This was, the, the nation was founded on states' rights. In the South, these were always state militias, state organizations, right? It was the Tennessee Army and the Georgia Army. In the South, they thought they were being invaded by a foreign army. The South had seceded, and their eyes had done so lawfully, and now there's a foreign army. Uh, I remember there's a uh, there's a great documentary. Ken Burns is a total communist whack job now, but he did do the greatest documentary ever. Yeah, Chris, we're not going to discuss his hair. But he did do the greatest documentary, in my opinion, of all time, and he did it on the Civil War. It's just incredible. It's, it's spellbounding. I've watched it like 10 times. And there's a great uh, scene in there where uh, the historian Shelby Foote is describing uh, the the union guys coming across the Tennessee soldier they had captured and they asked him, they're like, you don't know anything about states' rights or the 10th Amendment. What are you fighting us for? And the Tennessee guy looks at him because they're in Tennessee, right? And he says, well, you're down here. That's what a lot of guys did. I, I have no problem with Grant. I don't think he's an angel. I don't think he's a demon. I think in the end, he won the war. And in the end, W's matter. My thoughts on everything when it comes to the Civil War. North, South, everything. My thoughts are, it's complicated. And if you ever come at me with something that, ma- that makes it sound simple and simplistic, North good, South bad, I automatically ignore you as someone who's done no reading, no research on it. So you either fed, you either, you're either just regurgitating the dumb things your idiot teacher fed you, or you're just a hack and an activist. The Civil War is an ugly, horrible, amazing affair, and if you've never dug into it, highly recommend. Maybe you're not a reader. Actually, go watch that documentary. You watch that documentary, you'll have a much better handle on what it was. All right. You thought that was a lot of history? I mean, it's a political show. What am I doing talking history? Oh, man. You haven't seen anything yet. That isn't even the history I told you I was going to talk about. Hang on.
3: You're listening to The Oracle.
2: You're going to love this one. It's a scream, baby.
3: The Jesse Kelly Show.
1: It is the Jesse Kelly Show on a Friday and Ask Dr. Jesse Friday. Don't forget, you can email the show anything you want. Jesse at jessekellyshow.com. Your love, your hate, your death threats, your Ask Dr. Jesse questions for today or next Friday. Look, we don't throw them away. And look, I swear it is a political show. I mean, I could go off about this again. Global
3: health equity has made progress. We saw once again with COVID, we're not there. So we're pleased to be working with Pfizer and we're talking to the entire pharmaceutical industry about uh, these kinds of initiatives and how we can uh, broaden them as part of the whole ESG effort.
1: Do you need me to rip on Bill Gates again? One of one of the monsters, one of the true monsters in the world right now. Do we have to talk about ESG? We've been talking about ESG all week and the World Economic Forum and, you know, Klaus Schwab's You know what? Actually, Klaus Schwab's going to be a great segue into the history I'm about to do for you.
3: And we have to reinforce our resilience against a new virus possibly
2: or other risks which we have on the global agenda.
1: Which leads me right into this question. Jesse, why did the Germans lose World War II? Let's have a long history talk. No? Just, just look. It's time to break away for a minute. Let's get away from the politics in the filth for a minute. Why did the Germans lose World War II? As always, the answer is a little bit complicated, but let's just, let's just set this up. Okay? The Germans lost World War I. Remember the Germans were not the bad guy in World War One. I'm not saying they were the good guy. there weren't really bad guys in World War One. It was just a just an awful ugly affair. I'm a World War One freak. I read everything I can get my hands on. I'm reading a great book right now. I'm really enjoying it by uh, Nick Lloyd. Nick Lloyd called the Western Front. I think it's called the Western Front. I'm almost positive. Look that up, Chris. Make sure I'm saying that right. Nick Lloyd, the Western Front. I want to make sure. Look, I don't know the guy. <laughs> so I hope it's not a card-carrying communist, but it's a really, really, really. It is the Western Front. Okay. I'm. Re- anyway, I love World War One, and every time I study World War One or dig into it, I always feel like it. Always feels like. Everyone is ramping up to this horrible conflict, and it genuinely feels like there's no stopping it. Like, it doesn't feel like anyone could have stopped it. I know that's probably weird. But anyway, Germans lose World War I. And remember, I've, we've had this talk before about the dangers of half conquest. Half conquest. Trying to conquer something, but do it gently. I would say two examples of this today. And there are many I could use. Someone had asked me last week about the Indian tribes. You know, I mean, everyone knows I'm an Indian tribe fan. I just always have been. i was always been fascinated by them. I think they're really, really cool. And this guy was asking about the current state of the reservations on Ameri- in America. And if you don't live by a reservation, you don't understand. These reservations are absolute disasters. Poverty, alcoholism, drugs. They're all, I mean, virtually all of them, absolute disasters. And the guy was asking, what did we do wrong? What did we do wrong? Well, here in America, because we're a Christian nation, we're a Christian-based country, we were really having a hard time as we expanded west with what to do with the Indians as we expanded. Ah, I want their land, but I want to be nice and turn the other cheek. But, I mean, there is some good land in there, and you know, I'm not really sure. So, okay, we're going to take your land we'll give you a little more land over here. We want to be nice. Okay, well, Yeah, we killed a few of you guys. We'll give you an apology. You know, that kind of a thing. How's that worked out? Forget about us. How's that worked out for the Indian tribes? Not good. Half conquest. What does full conquest look like? Assimilate, become part of our society, or be disappeared. Ugly and horrible, right? Horrible. That's murderous. It's awful. How many rebellions did Genghis Khan have to endure? Look, I'm not saying we want to model ourselves after. And I know these conversations are uncomfortable, but look, Israel is another great example. I mean, Chris is sitting right there to this day. There's all this conflict between the Israelites, Israel and the Palestinians. All this conflict, all this murder, all this terrorism. Palestinians got conquered halfway. You moved in. You took them over, using some muscle, using some brains, using some cash. You took over the country, kind of. And in the end, you left them a little pocket. And how's that worked out in the end? Did it work out better than just driving them into the sea and saying the whole place is ours? What are you going to do about it? Look, I know these are uncomfortable conversations, but I love having this talk. Conquest, whatever you think of it, you can make the argument half conquest in the end is more vicious and murderous than full conquest. You can What happened at the end of World War I? Half conquest. Germany was defeated. In the end, Germany said, they said, hey, we're done. We're tapping out. We're gone. And what did everyone do? Well, they decided they were going to just pillage Germany, but yet leave it as a nation. No, no, we're going to take uh, your most valuable territories, And we're going to put these horrible reparations on you. So any money you are able to make, you're basically, it's going to take you forever to pay it back. Oh, and you're not allowed to have a military. You have to acknowledge publicly that you suck, uh, but we're going to leave the country there. Well, that's a half conquest. If you're going to pillage a country that bad, just take it over and make it all France and Belgium. But you didn't do that. You decided to once again, go for the old half conquest. How'd that work out in the end? Well, German people, I, I'll be honest with you, I'm biased. I love Germany. I'm very biased. I think the language is cool. I think the countryside is cool, with the exception of the whole Nazi thing. I think they actually have really cool traditions there. I think even the food is cool. I just, I like the, the engineering and the attention to detail. I just, I've always loved the German people. So I'm biased. But one thing I will tell you Germans are proud people. You destroy their currency. You tell them they're worthless pieces of garbage. You destroy their nation. They are now in a Great Depression. Remember, they were going through a Great Depression when we were going through a Great Depression. Eventually, what have I been warning you about here? Eventually, they're going to turn to a man who may not be the best human being in the world. In fact, if he's promising the right things, they may just turn to a human being Who's the worst human being in the world? And they did. Crap. All right, look, I told you this is going to go a little bit long. Why did the Germans lose World War II? We'll continue in a second. Hang on.
0: Cause I'm a-
2: And call 1-888-FREEDOM or visit ConsumerCellular.com. Savings based on cost of Consumer
0: Cellular single line 1, 5, and 10 gig data plans with unlimited talk and text compared to lowest cost single line postpaid unlimited talk text and data plans offered by T-Mobile and Verizon January 2024.
3: Like many of us, you might think identity theft will never happen to you. But consider this. There's a new identity theft victim every three seconds in the U.S. That's over 15 million people by the end of this year
1: They say health is wealth and I couldn't agree more. That's why if you're living with, dealing with everyday aches and pains, I'm going to tell you about Relief Factor. Relief Factor is a daily drug-free supplement that was developed by doctors looking for a way to fight pain naturally. Relief Factor uses a unique formula of natural ingredients like turmeric and omega-3s that all work together to help reduce or eliminate everyday pain. It's not just a pill that masks pain. Relief Factor helps support your body's response to inflammation wherever you're experiencing it: your back, your neck, joints, even your muscles. If pain is affecting your life, here's what you can do: go to ReliefFactor.com or call 1-800-4Relief. That's 1-800-the-number-four-relief. Get their three-week Quick Start Kit. It's only $19.95, and it comes with a feel better or your money back guarantee. Don't let pain tell you how to live. Fight back naturally and feel the difference of Relief Factor. Woman said, Get away. Woman it is the Jesse is Kelly show say. on a Friday and ask Dr. Jesse Friday and if you're just diving in now you should understand the show has already gone completely off the rails. Uh, I w- I've been talking history for like a half hour now. I might have a whole half hour left. Guess how sorry I am about that. Well, Not at all. And if you don't like it, you should just
0: understand. You know, freedom is not free.
1: It's not free. All right. So we're going to continue with our history here. Oh, oh, and remember, Monday, I brought it up earlier. I've been bringing it up all week. Monday, we are going to be live for a Memorial Day show. Monday's show is going to be different. Monday's show is going to be a three-hour show just to honor the fallen. I'm going to have guys on who have uh comrades they, they want to honor. We're going to read, you know, citations of people who gave their lives in combat. Well, there'll probably be a lot of history, but Monday's show, we will be here live and in the chair, and we are going to honor the fallen. And if you want, if you have a family member that you want honored, a friend you want honored, someone you knew, a comrade in arms, someone you want honored, you want their name read, email me Jesse at jessikellyshow.com. But put Memorial Day in the subject line. If you don't follow simple instructions, I can't help you out. We get too many. I don't want them to get lost, right? I'm not trying to be mean. I'm trying to be nice. Put Memorial Day in the subject line. Tell me who they were. I will try to read every name I get sent on the air. It's the least we can do, huh? All right. Back to to his question. You know what? (laughs) We can... We can talk history or we can listen to Stacey Abrams. Which do you want? And so
2: on the vision side, Biden had a vision. He has talked about what that vision looks like.
0: He forgot it though. No, no, no.
1: It's <laughs> <all> <laughs> Biden getting roasted by his own party. <laughs> all right, forget it. We were doing a... somebody asked me why did the Germans lose World War, War World War 2? So I already told them they lost World War 1. Their economy's down, they're in a depression. It's terrible. And you should understand right now, because people actually simplify this part, too. They're really down post-World War I, and people act like they just turned and said, Hitler, save us! No, there were tons of different factions from, from inside of Germany who were trying to change Germany and take over Germany. There were communist factions. Did you know that there were actually many, many, many communists in Germany, who switched sides and became Nazis once the Nazis took over. Didn't know that, did you? Mr. Anti-Communist Hitler actually loved communists. All right, Forget about that. But, but there were a bunch of different parties. And the Nazis were not some major party then. They weren't some big political party. But they were starting to get some traction with the workers in the beer halls. And they had a lot of things to say. Everyone focuses on the Jew hatred, but they had a lot of things to say about the country. And and, and a lot of it came off as patriotic. We are Germans. We're the best. We're the best. We're the Germans. Now, this is going to come into play with why they lost World War II. They did have a fatal flaw. And that was the hatred of Jews. It, look, you can call it evil, and it obviously was. You can call it insane. It obviously was. But there was this way of thinking, especially in Germany, not just reserved to the Nazis, that the Jews cost them World War I, which is not at all true. That's ridiculous. But there is another part of it. In Germany, remember I said the economy was down? Well, there was a way of thinking that with the economy down, everything goes cheap, right? Businesses are cheap. Banks are cheap. Everything's cheap. The Jews came in and bought up a lot of the economy because they had the financial means to do so that Germans didn't. Now, that part is partially true, but that's not Jews doing something wrong. That's them taking advantage of a good business opportunity. You understand? Well, obviously, that's what it is, but it's not viewed that way. How many German businesses have to be bought up by Jews before all of a sudden you feel like the Jews are stealing your country? Remember, Jews, this is what's so wild about Hitler's Jewish hatred. There weren't even a ton of Jews in Germany. 1%, less than 1%. All the Jews were in Poland. Germany wasn't a heavily Jewish country at all, and yet Hitler and his party, remember Hitler wasn't the brains, what Hitler was was a great orator, he was a great speaker. He got up, and this, this kind of came impromptu, he gets up, he's actually sent down by the army to investigate the Nazis who were given these anti-Jew hatred speeches in the beer halls, and Hitler likes what he hears and gets up and starts speaking on their behalf. And they realized quickly, the Nazi higher-ups at the time, although they were mostly just low-level thugs at this point, they realized, wow, we can use this guy to gain power. So they start gaining power and gaining power and gaining power. And a lot of this is taken by force. A lot of this is you know, trying to get this World War I hero on your side and this World War I hero on their side. And they did a lot of that. And eventually, the Nazis get some seats in, I'm just going to call it Congress, right? They get some seats in Congress, but virtually none. Again, people act like the country just turned to the Nazis and said, yeah, Jews suck. That's not true. They had 2% of Congress, 2%. But what they did have was commitment, murderously committed. Eventually, they found themselves with a third, and then they found themselves with Hitler as chancellor, and then they found themselves with Hitler ruling the country as a dictator. Now, this, that, that, that all matters for why they lost World War II. Hitler, Hitler didn't begin these conquests for sober, logical reasons. And I know this is not exactly crazy, but Hitler was a freaking nutjob. An absolute nutjob, a real legitimate Jew-hating racist, and it governed everything about him. Now you can. He, he always talked about how the Germans need living space and things like that. But the truth is, Hitler believed that Germany should have a gigantic living area that was all there, and that that area should be free of Jews. Hitler actually made tons of efforts before they really started the horrible Final Solution crap to just try to deport the Jews. He just wanted them gone. He wanted them out of Germany. Blame them for anything. Wanted them gone. Now, Hitler. Immediately starts small, right? I know this is not fair, but starts small. He starts with places like Austria and whatnot in Poland, and no one's really pushing back, and and everyone gets a bad rap for not pushing back while Hitler starts taking this uh, this stuff over. But remember, we're like 20 years removed from World War One, where millions of people had died. There just wasn't that much of an appetite for war, and then Hitler gears up, and he he decides he wants to invade France. And again, the history books get this all wrong. Um, Hitler should not have invaded France. France should have kicked Hitler's butt. If you actually look at it on paper, so many of Hitler's generals said, what are you doing? We're going to get crushed. What are you doing? They said, we can't do this. And Hitler said, no, 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 we can do this. The Battle of France, which Germany won, Germany should have lost. And that should have been it. But the French were still so mentally broken from World War I and all those loss of lives. They got wrong-footed pretty bad by the Germans to the Germans' credit. And then they just kind of collapsed. Everything fell down on them and they collapsed. Now, pause. At this moment, Hitler can still win World War II depending on what you view a win is. He's taken France, Poland, Austria. He really has much of continental Europe. He has the useless Italians on his side. Look, th- they were just useless militarily. Mussolini was an idiot. They didn't have the economy to support a good military. They were, they were always useless. He's basically defeated the Brits. The Brits, are they've, they've had to evacuate their, their, their guys back to their own island, and Hitler has it. Now, he doesn't have Britain, and he doesn't have anything else. But Hitler was crazy. And Hitler was a racist monster. And oftentimes your insanity, your hangups, are what brings you down in the end. Right? How many, how many talented rock and roll stars die from that heroin overdose at 25? A lot. One bad vice can be the end of you. Hitler's Jew hatred and hatred of the Slavs was real. And it's the reason it went down. I'll finish this here in a second. We'll get back to some political questions and everything else on the Jesse Kelly show. Before I get to that, let's get to your allergies. I know what season it is. Tis the season, right? Tis the season for allergies. I know what season it is. I know that film of pollen you're writing your name in on the hood of your car. That's in your home too. And it's not in my home. And it's not in my home because I have three Eden pure thunderstorms. The greatest freaking air purifiers in history. These things, honestly, test this out and you can email me and cuss me out if I'm wrong. Get the three-pack, take a room. I don't care what room you pick. Pick your bedroom. Go plug in an Eden Pure Thunderstorm and leave the room and come back in an hour and tell me you can't smell and taste it. It's constantly cleaning the air wherever you're at. I don't even have allergies anymore. Go to EdenPureDeals.com and use the code JESSE3 that's Jesse and the number 3 that gets you $200 off and shipping is free EdenPureDeals.com code JESSE3 I've oh got an
2: animal inside of me This is Jesse Kelly You're listening to the Jesse Kelly Show Would you
1: still be mine? It is the jesse kelly show on a friday and ask dr jesse friday remember if you missed any part of the show the whole thing is on iheart google spotify and itunes on itunes don't forget to subscribe and leave a five-star rating in a review discussing how handsome i am chris yes chris i know the simulcast is coming (laughs) if you want to watch me do the show you can start on June first. You have to go to thefirsttv.com/slash/Jesse and sign up. It's a hundred bucks for the year. Don't do the monthly thing because then you, that that costs you money. Go to thefirsttv.com/slash/Jesse and sign up for the year. It's a hundred bucks or whatever. If if you want to watch me do the show, the suits are starting to get nervous about it because of the whole sombrero thing and various other things that I may or may not do during the show. But hey. You guys wanted the simulcast, so you get the simulcast, all right? If I show up in a wife-beater, that's just your problem, not mine. And yes, those stains on it are Cheetos, all right? Now, let's finish this history question because we do have to get back to politics. And people want to know about firearms training, and they want to know why I bought a snake when I said I wasn't going to get a snake. And we want to talk about, uh, well, hot dogs, communists. Many, many other things. History. Why did Hitler lose? Why did Germany lose World War II? I'm not going to recap everything I've already done. They had France, had Poland, had Austria, had had all this stuff, had continental Europe. They didn't have Britain, obviously. And if Hitler could have restrained his own insanity right there, I think they win World War II. I will tell you this, I'll take it a step further. If he was able to restrain his insanity right there, I would argue they eventually do succeed in deporting all the Jews. Part of their problem with deporting the Jews is no one wanted to take the Jews. And, and look, we in America have to own a little bit of that, too. I and mean, we were turning Jews away. Chris is nodding his head. We were. I mean, the, 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 the Hitler is saying, just get rid of these people, putting them on a boat. And other countries are saying, nope, we don't want them. And they're sending them right on back, leaving them helpless and hopeless. If Hitler was able to take over Poland, Austria, France, I would argue the United States of America, given our gigantic German population at this time, it was one of, if not the biggest uh, immigration group in the country, I would argue we would have become close trading partners eventually with Hitler. Now, hold on a second. Let me clarify something. Americans, you can feel really proud about this, were Die hard anti-Nazis. We hated Hitler from the very beginning. We despised that kind of racism and hatred in this country. Don't ever let anyone sell you on this country's evil and racist. Americans hated Hitler. There was actually an American Nazi movement called the German Bund. And they were trying to organize events around there. And they, they tried a big event. And actually they did a big event at Madison Square Garden. All this anti-Jew stuff. There were more protesters outside than inside. They had to call in the cops to protect the Nazis because we were getting ready to beat the daylights out of all of them. So you can be proud. We never liked it. I would argue, though, eventually, we would have been trading partners with them. We would have let bygones be bygones, and the Germans would have had all their living space. But Hitler can't help his own hatred and insanity. And he tried to do what many before him have tried and take over the Soviet Union. And as soon as he did that, We decided we were going to start getting more and more involved as in lend, lend, lend lease. We were going to start sending arms over to the Soviet union. And then that would have been bad enough because he eventually fails that invasion because it's, I mean, it's basically impossible to invade the Soviet union. You could probably argue he does succeed with that invasion without our help. But what really, really did him in this idiot. I'll still never get over this. Japan bombs us in world war II. We're not at Pearl Harbor. We're not going to go into the details of that. So we immediately declare war on Japan. And Japan is 100% of, of the focus of American anger. 100%. Americans at this point, even still, even after Pearl Harbor, were dead set against getting involved in the German, in, in the German part of it. They wanted no part of it. Americans are traditionally very non-interventionist. That's our foreign policy. And then <laughs> Hitler declares war on us without reason. Well, I shouldn't say without reason. It's not like we weren't helping people who were fighting it, but he declares war on us. So now we said, well, okay, you want it? You got it. And the second we got involved, it was over. The second we, because it didn't matter how cutting edge German equipment was, and they did have some excellent generals and things like that. The economic and manufacturing might of the United States of America back then, not so much today, but back then, was just too much for anyone to deal with. When, when we're churning out that many tanks and bombers and things like that every single day and you can't and your stuff's getting shot up and blown up and you can't replace it and you can shoot all of our stuff down, we'll just send a new batch the next day. You just simply can't, you can't withstand that kind, of, that kind of punishment. So there, that was a long history segment right there, Chris. I told you I was going to nerd out on history. It's Friday. Oh, my gosh. Is it already the end of the second hour, Chris? Gosh, you know what? You know what? You should have said right there when I asked you that, Chris. You should have said, "Of
3: course." And, and do you support a no-fly zone in Ukraine?
0: I, I support everything that has to do with punishing Vladimir Putin and helping the Ukrainians.
3: Wouldn't that mean direct conventional warfare with Russia?
0: I don't know what it will mean, but you know, freedom is not free. So
3: you don't know what a no-fly zone will mean. Do <laughs> if you, if you have to shoot down Russian planes? I mean,
0: of course. So <laughs> conventional course. war with Russia. Listen, thank you.
1: I got this email. Jesse, dude, you got to stop with the Maria Salazar sound bites. My dime wife now runs around yelling, of course, when people ask her questions. Then when she's done talking, she just says, listen, thank you, and walks away. (laughs) But the worst of all, when I try to get a little uh, loving, she just says, freedom isn't free. Bro, you're killing me. Buenas tardes, my friend. <laughs> Buenas tardes. And a Buenas tardes to you, my friend. I support your dime wife. Please keep it up, woman. All right. Firearms laws. Some guy has an idea for new firearms laws. I have to address the snake thing. I have to address hot dogs, mental health. Should you get involved if someone's yelling at his woman? Texas not doing that well on energy. A recession versus a depression. Yeah, I actually have a lot to get to in one hour. (laughs) All that on The Jesse Kelly Show. org hollywood is under siege from external forces the same hollywood that sold the american dream is now making nightmares a reality many major films make choices to appease the chinese communist party to be distributed in china join tiffany meyer an investigative reporter in hollywood takeover Brought to you by the Epic Times, where she reveals how the CCP exerts control over some major studios. Don't miss the most important documentary about Hollywood yet. For a limited time, watch the first 10 minutes for free at hollywoodtakeovercom Jesse. Nowadays, 20 bucks barely gets you a burger and fries, or maybe a quarter tank of gas. You know what it will get you though? For just 20 bucks a month, you can get unlimited talk.